That's funny. Oh, uh, man, that shit is crazy, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on, hold on. <coughs> Let's figure out. All right. I'm Did done. you get the song? Yeah, uh, I'm going to check my email in a oh. second. I'm going to check it in a second. I'm just trying to... All right, all right, all right. So, I guess we can start. I'm KJ Bryant, and it's not just me. The following program is for adult audiences only. Those motherfuckers. All right, welcome to episode five of It's Not Just Me podcast. I'm your host, KJ Bryan. I got Chilmo in the building with yo, me. Yo. All right, and we got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, first and foremost, I just want to say rest in peace to John Witherspoon. Yes, sir. You know R.I.P. Pops, man. Yeah, he passed away at 77. You know what I mean? He, he impacted a lot of people. Um, um, him and Cube were getting ready to work on the final, you know, installment of Friday. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that was a devastating loss. But I know that Cube is going to honor him in a right. very special yeah, he way. Gonna make so, that situation you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just rest in peace to him. Shout outs to his family. I'm saying my condolences go out to all of his right. loved ones. And um, just to kick the show off, we're going to drop a burn notice on this new Kid Ink joint called Rich. Then we're going to come back, and then I'm going to issue a whole bunch of shut the fuck up so about a lot of shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, um, we, we're going to play Kid Ink Rich. This shit is hard. Let's go. You've been burned. I get gassed every time I do the math. No subtraction, just multiplying We don't die, we just multiplying packs. More money, more problems, that's a good problem to have. I set it up for the guys. We got a hole in the price. I put this shit on my life. I pay whatever the price. I got the waves, I'm holding it down. We making plays for bigger amounts. Roll the riches, I show you the rock. Find my zone, turn the lights down low. I'ma shine like gold, feel it in my soul. I got a next thing, won't give it, I give it space. Hop in a Rari and ready, sit. Rich, 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 Dave Chappelle got a special honor with the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor at the Kennedy Center. And um, that's big for Dave, you know what I'm saying? Um, there was definitely, um, they really talked about how Dave Chappelle has been able to keep comedy and hip-hop culture kind of always at the forefront of what he does. And there was a lot of people that talked about him, like Common. He told Big 
billboard that he says that he says provocative things and it creates some uncomfortable conversations that we don't want to have, but it makes us talk about it and we need comedians like him. So shout outs to Dave Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? He's been on a roll lately, but um, speaking of some uncomfortable shit, Jordan Peele has (laughs) decided that it was important for him to tell us that he feels uncomfortable that people dressed up like the people, the tethered from us for fucking Halloween that just passed. And I think that's completely fucking insane. Like <laughs> Jordan Peele, like what, what, what made you think that people weren't going to want to dress up like the scary movie you put out right. that niggas like Joe? Like right. it was a simple costume. That, ain't that the whole purpose? Ain't that the, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Come on, Jordan Peele, you're bugging you. Oh, man. But, yeah, he, he said, um, I mean, he cleaned it up a little. He said, basically, I don't really have that big of a problem. And I'm paraphrasing, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a condescending voice. But um, I don't really have that much of a problem. I just um, don't want you to take on the mindset of them because they were killers. No fucking done, Jordan right. Peele. <laughs> so is everybody else that everybody dressed up as, man. All right. So, also, on Twitter, all right, matter of fact, all right, so, some Instagram shit was going around. Um, Summer Walker had this shit on her IG story, and mad people started tripping about it, right? Mm. I didn't see the shit at first when it was happening, but because of everyone's reaction, I had to go see what they were talking about, because they were making it seem like Summer Walker was the dirtiest girl in the fucking world and shit, right? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, what the fuck is going on here? So I go look at this shit, and she says that, you know, sometimes when she's on the road, she doesn't like to take showers because she's rather take a bath. So when she can't take the bath that she likes to take, that she washes up in her bowl and had this little wash-up bowl with all these little different products and shit in there, you know what I'm saying, that she Uh. uses to wash up, right? Mm. And I'm like, okay, why is this news, right? (laughs) She called it a whole bath, and I'm like, okay, why is this news and shit? So I go in the comments, and these are one of those situations where you start reading some shit, and I hate social media for this. I hate it when we get on social media and we make these comments, you know, underneath a post that is such big cap as if we don't know what the fuck or we've never done some of this shit right, that yeah. they do. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, because she's a sl- Listen, let me tell you something right now. You know what I mean? Each and every one of you bitches out there Everybody. listening to this right now have definitely taken a whole bath in your life. You probably took one today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know what I'm saying? Shit. I just took a whole bath. My motherfucking <laughs> self. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I ain't ashamed to say that. You know what I'm saying? Every right. once in a while, a nigga skip a day, yo. Ain't nothing wrong with that shit, yo. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're in a situation where you might not want to 
take a shower in this random ass fucking place that you stopped at on the road. But most of y'all can't relate because you've never been on the road to shit. So please stop (laughs) fucking pretending and shit. As a matter of fact, it's Saturday morning right now. Last night, there's a lot of niggas who met a chick last night, four hours after sweating and drinking and Lord knows who else, what, you know what I'm saying, eating chicken wings <laughs> and fucking um, snow crab legs and shit, then took her straight home and took her straight down with no shower in between. Nothing, right. So, quit it, you know what I'm saying? Right. So while we're on this theme of issuing some shut the fuck ups and shit, um, I might as well. All right. Before I issue the shut the fuck up, I want you to tell me if I'm wrong, because if I'm wrong and I'm not understanding this shit, right, mm. then then maybe there's nothing here. But when I first seen some shit about this April Jones and little fish shit weeks ago, oh, I told myself that there's no reason that I would ever talk about this on the podcast. Like right. there, I had no motivation to talk about this shit at all. And then as the narrative started to unroll, mm-hmm. I started hearing something that confused me. And what it started to sound like was that the internet has become this jury, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. This courtroom of legal, of, of, of court of public opinion, if you want to call it that, the reason why this is wrong is because of a violation of like bro code bro on code, one side, right. <laughs> but then cis code on the other side between April and, and Moniece. Right. So that became confusing to me. So now I, so I, now I, I knew they, they was cool. I didn't know they was cool. Listen, I didn't know that any of them motherfuckers. <laughs> <was cool. laughs> <laughs> right. All right. All right. Let me let me just take you back. Right. Right. Okay. So, in 1998, there was this guy who was a music producer, if you want to <laughs> call him that, or an executive who who we will refer to as Filthy McNasty. And 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 it's not because we're making jokes of. Uh, I would never make jokes of the filthy things that allegedly he did. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. We sat for four fucking hours. I just kind of made a joke, but I'm not really making jokes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right, listen. So Filthy McNasty put together a group, okay? Now, he had another group and another artist he was fucking with named Marcus Houston. Right. Marcus Houston had a cousin named Jay Bug. Mm -hmm. Jay Bug was a singer, a dancer, a choreographer, but most importantly, a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And he had a friend who was a rapper, a Jace, and he was a dancer too, and he was light-skinned, and his name was Lil Fizz. And they put him with this little vocalist named Raz B, and he created a group, a boy band. It was three guys, kind of like how the group he already had, Immature slash IMX, Marcus Houston, that right, whole thing. Right. You see the connection here, right? right? This was in 1998. A year later, in 1999, at a birthday party for Marcus Houston, they meet this other kid. He becomes Omarion, the leader of the group B2K, Mm. a put-together group. This is the most important part. If you don't pay attention to anything else I have to say about this, remember that this group was put together. So that does not necessarily make them friends. Right. All right. Right. Years later, they made a bunch of money. 
And then some allegations came out. Filthy McNasty <laughs> allegedly did some filthy <laughs> fucking shit. And three of the it's members, funny, right? three of the members didn't want to fuck with that shit no more. They wasn't trying to fuck with him. Mm-hmm. One of the members didn't give a fuck. Right. Guess who that one member was? Omarion. <laughs> and we all know the results of that. Omarion stayed with Filthy McNasty, went solo. Right. The other three went and did their own thing. One nigga went to China. The other two niggas being Fizz and Bug, they held it down for each other. It was cool. End of story. Right. Then Love and Hip Hop happened. And when I saw Marion and Fizz on that show, they didn't seem like the best of fucking friends to me. They seemed like two niggas that Mona said. They got to deal with each other. Mona right. said, y'all niggas was in a group together. Pretend some shit on the fucking camera so I can cut you a check. Right. That ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. All right. And then Omarion uses the good setup with the love and hip hop, puts out post to be. While Fizz's storyline for three seasons was trying to put B2K back together, even to a point where they almost put Ray J in Omarion's place <laughs> to try to do a B2K core. And every time he said, Omarion don't fuck with me, we don't fuck with each other, I ain't talked to that nigga in four years, he be shitting on me. Right. So then later on, it pops out that Lil Fizz is fucking with Omarion, baby mother. And everyone says, oh, that's foul. How he fucking with his old boy, baby mother. Right. I think the part that's confusing me is that I don't think that they're homeboys. Right, so it don't count. <laughs> right. If you ain't fucking with me, if I ain't talked to you in four years, we and we ended on the bad terms, we ain't homeboys, man. And the fact is, is that, they were like they were a put together group, but I think sometimes people forget that because that is what's supposed to happen. Like if I go get four little niggas right now and put together a group, mm-hmm. y'all are going to think that they are sandbox niggas. Like they are day ones. Right. That's what you're supposed to think. Right. For them to sell the fucking records. But that shit ain't real. It's almost like the same thing with this Charlemagne and Angela shit and all that. Like, listen, like, like, just uh, listen, ladies, don't kill me. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it real. Like, yes, generally, in general, it was wrong for Charlemagne to laugh along when Gucci said, "Um, that punk ass bitch Angela." Right? I guess. I guess in general, because you know, we can say. It's wrong to call a woman out her name, especially when she's not there to defend herself. Right. However, is it wrong when a nigga tells you already that he is afraid <laughs> of the nigga that you want him <laughs> to defend your fucking honor for? Like, listen, I have heard Charlemagne say on multiple fucking occasions that not only is one of the only niggas that he's afraid of in the industry Gucci man, but he referred to him as the boogeyman. Right. And I'm telling you right now, if I tell you to your face that I am afraid of a particular nigga, mm-hmm. and then I go on to describe him as the fucking boogeyman, mm-hmm. don't expect me to defend your fucking honor if he says something nuts about you. Because right. I already told you ahead of time, right. I don't want no smoke with him, yo. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't, I don't get that. That wasn't really news for me, you know what I'm saying? But it is funny to watch just to see, like, you know... 
one of those situations. Like, yeah, like I, I don't think Charlemagne and them is really all friends. Right. I think that they all work it was together. Put together. Yeah. They they formed a relationship through working together. But. And everyone who and everyone like this is what I want you to do, people. If you're listening, if you disagree with me, I understand that. That's fine. But this is what I want you to do before you fully make your opinion of whether you agree or disagree with me. Think about the niggas who you work with at your regular job, right? We all got regular jobs. I got a regular job. Chilmo got a regular job. Right. All you niggas got regular jobs out there. Think about who you work with at your regular job right. and ask yourself, how far have you gone for the niggas who you work with? Mm-hmm. And then come back and tell me if you disagree with me or not that this shit is wild bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like it's just some super sensitive ass fucking shit that we're picking apart and we're making it more of a thing than what it will. Actually, right. no, no, I'm lying. We're not making it more of a thing than what it is. It is exactly what it is, but it's like Angela should just, I mean, I mean, because because I can't say what I want that uh, I can say what I want to say. But if I say what I want to say, it's going to sound it's going to come across. There's no right way for me to say this because I I should never as a man ever say that a woman should allow a man to make (laughs) allegations of a sexual nature about her that are untrue. Right. But I also feel like I should be able to say. I mean, why would Gucci lie? Right. And if they if it's not true, why are you so mad? Yeah. yeah. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Yeah. If it wasn't true, it would have been like, boy, shut up. You feel me? Go somewhere. But now you feel as though you can't even be around him. And you banned him from the show and from the station. Like, I don't, right. I don't, I don't know. But we all know that what type of person Charlemagne is, and he's going to ultimately choose his career over anything. So uh, I think she deserves a shut the fuck up for that one. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right, so, so I had to go open up a new account the other day. Um, and from where I worked at, I knew that there was a particular bank that I'm not going to name because – they're not paying us for advertising. So, <laughs> but anyways, there, there were a bank that's located on a corner, right? So there's these two identical streets. One street is the street that I walked down the street. I wanted to remain on. So I could just turn back around and walk back to my job, mm. maybe about 10 blocks from where I work at. Right. Mm. Um, there, the other entrance, it looks identical points to another street. This damn near identical to the street that I wanted to be on. And that 10 blocks away takes you somewhere else, right. somewhere else out of the way of where I needed to get back. <laughs> so I goes in the bank, I opens up my, this account, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing this thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm in a rush and I'm looking at Instagram. I'm scrolling through and I see this picture of Meg Thee Stallion and Jordan Woods mm. Dressed up like Mortal Kombat characters. Mm. And Mm -mm -mm. I was into it. You know what I'm saying? 
And as I'm walking, I'm looking at this um, IG story, and I see Trey Songs in the background with right. that shit. And I'm like, oh, man, this nigga Trigger, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, all right, you know what I'm saying? So I'm walking, I'm looking at this shit, and then I'm answering a text message, and I'm doing everything that I'm not supposed to be doing. Then I'm lighting a cigarette, and I walk about maybe seven, eight blocks before I realize I'm on the wrong fucking street, you God know, because I done came out the wrong door. Oh, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got lost in the booty. Yeah, so I had to fucking just hit the Uber button and had a fucking Uber come pick me up, you know, but yeah, that shit. Lost in the booty. Did you see any crazy Halloween costumes out there? I mean, Halloween uh, itself. I was at work, was man. Uh, I, I work. I work night shit, so yeah. I was at work during the nighttime, man. I didn't really get to see nothing, but I, I know from past there was a lot of booty out there, man. There was a lot of yeah. creative costumes, and I could imagine how how mm, it's twenty nineteen, man. Yeah, it was some freaky shit out last night. I tell, <laughs> I tell you that. I went. I went to this little. Which is a little shindig, you know what I'm saying? Right. There was some things going on. Oh, Lord. But um, speaking of thirst traps, you know what I'm saying? And my, and mind you, listen, 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 listen. Um, I fuck with like Iman, but I get you know this is entertainment. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're allowed to we're allowed to comment on things as long as we're not right. No disrespect. Crazy about it. No disrespect. But listen, let me tell you that Tiana Taylor and mm, Kaylani mm, mm, mm. just put out this music video for this song called Morning, which is going to be the next burn note. I'm going to play the record for y'all in a second, but let me tell you, when you listen to this song mm. and you imagine what the video looks like, if you haven't seen it yet, it looks I'm exactly trying to tell you, yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, man. So yeah, we gonna we gonna burn this record, K. Um, Women, please allow quick. your man to watch this video at least once. And, and, <laughs> and here's the thing, right here. I mean, obviously, like I said, we don't make the news. I just look at what the fuck's going on and I give my take on it. So a lot of this shit is speculation. I just think that nine out of ten times my speculation is usually at least close to right. If it ain't all the way right, it's close to right. And if it's not, you could hit me up on Twitter at it. It's not just me pod or hit me on Instagram at more on four twenty and tell me all about it. But um, this Tiana Taylor album that we're gonna get is going to be the project that we were supposed to get. I think the album the album is going to be called The Album. You know what I'm saying? And we're supposed to get it on December 6th. I'm telling you that this is what the Tiana Taylor album was supposed to sound like on Keep That Same Energy. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, we know that some of the issues that she had with that, with Kanye and... And she didn't, yeah, and, and she, did, she wasn't actually able to hear the final product before it came out. And we know how she felt about that. Mm. I'm pretty sure that she has taken the reins on this album right here. Mm. So I expect this shit to be fucking crazy. Like, um, So we're going to go ahead and get into that. And then we're going to come back and talk about some weird shit that I have seen where apparently celebrities are getting sued by paparazzi for the celebrity posting unauthorized pictures of themselves on their own social media accounts. Like this is actually a fucking thing. Mm. And Conor McGregor wants to fight 50 cent. <laughs> <laughs> another another band wanted 
<laughs> Somebody else wants to sue Juice World. Oh man. <laughs> and we got some more shenanigans. We got some more shenanigans coming up on It's Not Just Me podcast. But let me play this Tiana Taylor Morning. Featuring Kaylani. <laughs> Juice World is at the center of another lawsuit over Lucid Dreams. Um, this time it's a pop band called Yellow Card. They're saying that um, it basically bites the melody of the song. Um, I don't know. They, they called it a melodic idiosyncrasy called a melisma, which according to the band appears in a parallel position in both of the songs. Um, now here's the thing about it that juice world has been quoted in interviews saying that he listened to and educated himself in emo pop music to impress a girl that he had a crush on in the fifth grade in 2006 and that's the same year that hollywood dies which is the name of yellow cards sound and lights sound um yellow cards lights and sounds album 
So um, I don't know. I'm going to play this little clip from it, and I guess we'll see. Um, is it similar or not? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that in tune with the Juice World. I mean, I know what record we're talking about. I've heard it a bunch of times, but I couldn't quite. I, I heard a similar melody that sounds like a similar melody that sounds like a similar melody that sounds like a similar melody. Like, I don't know if he just jacked it, but you tell me. Accidents out on the highway to somewhere they tell us about when we're young. Rescuers working like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get it. Like, get like it, it sounds it. like a melody that sounds like a melody that sounds like a melody that I've heard in a lot of these songs. And, and you know what? If, if, if he didn't get it from that, then good for them for for getting they <laughs> getting their money because <laughs> hey where where it is the world is away man <laughs> hey somebody it's probably probably sat back one day say hey don't this sound like we we could get some money off of this man we might as well do it so shout out to them man I think right, I think look. I think it's a good move I, I think what, anybody that's coming for they coin I mean hey look 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 is they, a good they, move it's not like me. they suing a nigga for a couple of dollars they suing this nigga for fifteen million hey he <laughs> made about a hundred off of it right. so let let me get something <laughs> let me get something man you made a hundred let me get fifteen all right well interesting um, segue that they just gave me I didn't even realize I was gonna have um, with their album. Um, being called Hollywood Dies is this story I have with Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding mm. jump back to number one. And oh, wow. I think that that is an interesting point to bring up just because anything related with Post Malone um, ties into a conversation that I started to have a week ago when I was talking about different artists archetypes right and mm. i was talking about like that summer walker jenny aiko you know what i'm saying right. um being the new archetype for like the female r&b singer and and i've always talked about how post malone to me is a genreless artist mm. and there's this study that i'm going to talk about you know towards the end of the show that talks about like the future of where we see a lot of things going on in the music industry mm -hmm. and that new genres are going to start to emerging or the genre lines are going to start to blur even more. And it's just interesting to see how an album like um, this Hollywood is bleeding has done like this album dirt did 93,000. Mm. You know what I'm saying? in this most recent week, you know what I mean? But the album has been out for like a month or so already. Right. So like for a nigga like that, this, I mean, for 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 an album to still do almost 100,000, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, just right, just, right. just in, in equivalent album units, you know what I mean? He, he's he's touching more than one fan base. I, I, I believe us as a, a hip-hop genre, we probably tapped in later than his original fans. Well, no. I mean, no. I won't say that. What I'll say is no. that when he first came out, that White Iverson joint, that was definitely designed yeah. to get black people. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, definitely yeah, designed. Definitely. But I, I can't fault him for that or say that it's like, I can't call it like 
pandering or anything like that. Like I can't fault right. him for that. I hated White Iverson. I hated that fucking song. So it doesn't, I, I it still love it. That's, I, I hated that, I, that album. Actually, I like that album. I hated actually. that fucking shit, yo. <laughs> but but this new Post Malone shit, this rock and roll Post Malone right. with the with the shit, I love this. I guy. see. See, and I think I, I think guy, he yeah. lost the majority of. The black hip-hop. I ain't going to say hip-hop because hip-hop is is more than one genre of hip-hop itself. But I think, like, the, the White Iverson uh, uh, fans was looking for him to stay that. You feel me? Once he went popping like a rock star, you feel me? I think <laughs> I think we seen the, the forecoming of where he was trying to take his music. But that's what I was saying. I think we probably tapped in later than the fans that's been there, you feel me, from the day one and something. I don't know. But yeah. 93 and, yeah, album, 93 in the weekend, your album's been out for a month already. That's, that's yo, crazy. but again, because I'm, I'm telling you, yo, this nigga post, like, uh, yeah. and, and it's funny because it's the same conversation that goes around um, Little Nas X, right? And yeah. it's a Taylor Swift conversation. I've always said this about Taylor Swift. I say Taylor Swift is one of the only ones who was able to get away with it. You could even argue the same thing about the Kanye West album right now. Like, Taylor Swift is the only one who got away with it. And by getting away with it, what I mean is that when she came out, Taylor Swift was a country artist, right? Right. And her pop records were what were popular, no right. pun intended, but they were they were the popular records were her pop joints, right? Right. But Taylor Swift was able to dominate the country charts with pop records, right? Because she was still considered to be a country artist mm. until she was so far removed from country music that they that she was reclassified as this pop artist. You understand what right. I'm saying? Okay. But early on in the career. Her music, pop songs, were charting on the country charts. Whereas you've seen later, they wouldn't let, they kicked Lil Nas X black ass off the fucking, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, off the fucking country charts. Right. Because, you know, it, 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 it they said it wasn't country music. They called it hip hop music. You know what I'm saying? He called it country music. You know what I mean? It's just one of those only things like that. So it's like Taylor Swift was one of the only ones that got away with it. Mm. Kanye West can't chart on the gospel charts. That shit says hip-hop. When I go look at the album, like, in iTunes or in it fucking Spotify, that shit says hip-hop on it. It's just not going to say gospel on it. Because the genre gods, whoever the fuck these people are, they're not going to allow that to happen. But with, like, a guy like Post Malone, and you think of a record like this, this record right now is playing on... Hip hop stations, rock stations, and top 40 stations, all right now. Ben. Notice, notice, notice. Like, this shit is playing. On everything right now. Got the Ozzy Osbourne on the hook right there. But then wait until it drops. It has just enough of everything. 
Oh, wow. You see what I'm saying? Like it has just enough of everything. And now I'm drawn back in. You feel me? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. He got some fire on his album, yo. This shit called Hollywood's Bleeding, yo. He got some fire on his album, yo. Matter of fact, let me play, let me play something else for you since you ain't really. Nah, I heard the album before. Oh, right, I right. heard it. I, I I just went to the songs that I know oh, okay. <laughs> that I'm going to listen to. <laughs> like the joint with Future. Right. And Halsey, Halsey. Halsey killed that joint with him and Future. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I like her, too. Yeah. All right, bro. See, this one, this is the ones I didn't go to. Yeah. All right, Because so. I seen Ozzy Osbourne. And then I <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's that shit not is that's fire. not in my in my culture. Oh man. Alright, so there is some weird shit going on with the paparazzi. Uh, apparently Katy Perry is getting sued over um a picture of her in a Hillary Clinton costume. Mm. Hold up. So, Katy Perry, a, a celebrity photo agency called Backrid, is suing her for $150,000. Mm. Um, they apparently took a picture of her while she was dressed up as Hillary Clinton. Then she posted the picture on Instagram in 2016. And they said that it hurts the f- existing and future market for the original photograph, economic damage to the agency, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I did not know that that was an actual fucking thing. Hey, like I said before, if you could get your coin, go get it. Hey, but, 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 but actually, uh, <laughs> if, if, you, if you think about it, for a small... Uh, 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 Business like that that could take away from the traffic that's being ran to their website. But it's a picture of me. How can you sue me for posting a picture? Where you get it from? Where you get it from? (laughs) Where you get it from? You ain't take that goddamn picture. (laughs) I want my money. Goddamn it! Give it to me. But now, but now, with that being said, if I was Katy Perry, I'd pay that one fifty, and then I would send a notice out. Telling all photographers, if they want any pictures of me, I need a check first. And if I see a picture on me online, I am coming. (laughs) I am coming for my dollars. What I will say is that it's a dope picture. Like, when I looked at the picture, Uh it it fucking, um, it looked, I didn't know that that wasn't Hillary Clinton for a second. Like, at quick glance, it looked like the makeup artist. But it's just like, she posted it. And she credited, you know, the makeup artist and all the people and whoever did it. So it oh, and you ain't give me my credit neither. Oh, I want my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. I want my money. All you could right, at least yeah. sent the traffic to uh, me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could at least. Yeah, now that I think you about feel it, me? You I probably cropped my my emblem out in the corner. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> give me my right. money, Katie. Yeah, you Katie, gotta, pay that one fifty. Yeah, man. you gotta kick that out. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, Justin Bieber, he he went ahead and just kicked it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he already knew. You know what I'm saying? He, he said, don't even he want to go to court. <laughs> he said um, that the paparazzi 
posted a photo of him and Miami pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. Um, and Bieber posted the photo. This is what I'm saying. Like, think about it like this, though. I, I can only imagine, yo. Like, imagine if the paparazzi, while you minding your business, right, chilling mm. with your pastor and shit, like Justin Bieber. Right. He's chilling with his pastor. He's trying to get himself right with God and shit right. before he come out with his next little project, you know what I'm saying? Because the God rollout is lit right now, you right, know what I'm saying? Right. All right, so Justin Bieber's with his pastor, chilling, minding his business, and the paparazzi sneaks a picture of him. Mm-hmm. But the photo that they sneak is the is the one. Like, the right. lighting was right. just right. He caught it from the right angles. He got your angles right, you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, had that he got nigga, the he hair had flip that, perfect, yo, yo, right? He had that nigga adjusted <laughs> angles right, yo, you know what I'm saying? And then Justin see the picture and say, you know what? This picture is way better than all the pictures that I, I got, got of me and Pastor. I got to post it. He got my angles right. If you get my angles right, I'm posting the picture you took of me. Right. You can't sue me. You can't sue me because you are ill and got my angles again, right. Again, Justin ain't in the traffic. <laughs> you probably cropped my, my, my icon out in the corner and tried to make it as his. So... Well, then don't get I don't my give a damn right if right. I did sneak and take yeah. the goddamn shit. Uh, Give me my money. And don't get my angles right and my now, and my lighting. I, I say this, man. <laughs> we we in a we in a time to where everybody's looking to for a come up. You get what I'm saying? Facts. So yeah, facts. so I think I think as a public figure, as as somebody that's out there in the public eye and people wants these pictures of you, you should cover your ass first. You feel me? So I think that's something in the future that we'll see. Like these TMZs and all of that, man, I, public figures need to take control of their careers and, and make that happen, man. I want That's what I want to see. You got to take, you got to pay me to take a picture of me. Let's get that movie like, started. Like, here, here, here's, here's what I'm saying. Like, and mind you, I'm a creative. I'm a creator. You know what I'm saying? And right. I work in marketing and branding. So naturally... I understand how something could be, you know, detrimental to your brand power or to a product or whatever. Right. But now we're like weaponizing fucking images of 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 a person against themselves to where yeah. I think now here's the thing. If a pop if a paparazzi or a different photographer takes an image of you, they should be able to brand it with their logo mm-hmm. or some type of mark. Right. And you should not be able to crop that out if you post that photo. Right. I can roll with that. Right. But man, I'm trying to tell you, yo, if I please don't be man. a photographer to take a picture of me and if I post that shit, you sue me. Because I'm trying man. to come see you. This is the <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell you that right now. Let's just get that shit out of the way. You know what I'm saying? There's no confusion. Don't get my fucking angles right and my lighting right and then come sue me if I take the picture because I'm coming to see you Man. straight like that. You Man. know what I mean? Listen. <laughs> Listen. You better not be no way you can be seen, then I'm trying to tell you. Cause you're gonna have to take a trip. <laughs> You don't have to take, don't hit me with no bro. We got a, nope. <laughs> you know <laughs> you I'm hitting. You know I'm hitting. Come on, come on. 
High society got to be together. Solidarity. <laughs> it's Listen, not just me. The show is called. You ain't that gonna for see no pictures of me because ain't nobody gonna want to pay me to take a picture. I'm I know, trying to you tell you. You be in the mountains and shit. Yeah, sir. Yeah, sir. You will not All right, find. So me. keeping on Justin Bieber. One, um, this was interesting. I like this. This this means that I'm definitely getting a Justin Bieber album. So I'm happy. But um. Justin Bieber vows to drop his new album if this Instagram post gets 20 million likes. Um, Justin Bieber has like 100 million <laughs> Instagram followers. You're, you're definitely going to get 20 million likes on the post, buddy. So Damn. I'm happy because he says that if he gets 20 million likes on the post, that he's going to release an album before Christmas. And then he went ahead and posted another cryptic post that said, Aaron Bieber. So we're going to get the Justin Bieber the black beaver. We're, yes, we're getting. <laughs> man, look, look, look. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it for you. <laughs> we get in the black guy. Okay. So look, so look you remember? You remember um, in the time like um, when it was Justin Timberlake? We always do this. We're gonna do it forever. Yeah, yeah, like at the end yeah. of the day, we need I, it. I always talk shit about people who always want to put two people together and compare them, but it's natural. So it is what it is, right? right. So. In the Justin Timber Timberlake line, you know what I'm saying? We had that album that was um crimey, crimey. Right, we had that right. album, right? Yeah, sure. Right. I remember that. That, that album, vivid. that album was Justin Bieber's last album. Uh, See what I'm saying? That's right. when he had like the super pop centric mm -hmm. hits, killed it. His his coming then, into his grown man. Right. Yep, right. coming into his grown man. Then right. after that, we got. Real black Justin Timberlake, right. you know what I'm saying? Because he started going through them uh, black problems. Yeah. That's what started. Yeah. <laughs> That's what started. Them black women problems, the black financial problems. He started feeling it. Yeah. So this R and Bieber, we gonna get we we, we gonna get a good. Ooh, we gonna get a good album. And and, 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 and he, I, fresh, I, he freshly married now too. Yeah. I I think I think. We ready for some some more Bieber, man. Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting. He I was oversaturated when he first came out. Right, right. With the the, I don't, I don't even remember the song now, but I think it's time for him to be the artist that he's supposed to be. And imagine the type of features that this nigga is gonna have. Oh yeah, oh, like man. I mean, we're talking. He's he's anything. connected to everything in the industry. Yeah, yeah. he's been in there what ten years? It's been I'm, ten I, years. I tell you which one I'm waiting for. Who? I'm waiting for this. This is what I need. I need there to be a Bieber uh -huh. Drake. Yes. Joint. I need. I need, I need, a, I need Bieber, a Bieber a Drake, Drake for the summer joint. And I need. I need Future on that record too. Okay. I okay. need a Bieber right. Drake and Future. All right. Because if he come out with that man, I I he got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's going. He's uh -huh. going to tell. I'll post Malone is yeah. That would be tough. So Will Smith, um, he has an interesting uh, call to action he has out there. And Will Smith wants you to sleep outside in a fight for homelessness. So um, he's teamed up with this company. I think it's, it's a campaign called The World's Big Sleepout. 
and they're urging citizens to join the movement in citywide sleepouts in major cities across the globe. Mm. And basically, Will's in his promotional video, and he's talking about, think about what home means to you, and for him, home is where his family comes together, mm -hmm. and blah, 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 and there's a lot of people that don't have homes. Mm -hmm. So they want people to gather together in cities and basically in solidarity sleep outside as like a showing of support for homelessness. And they're going to do this big one in Times Square in New York. Mm. And Will Smith is going to show up and read everybody a bedtime story in mm. Times Square. Now, there wasn't anything that said clearly whether Will Smith and them were going to actually sleep outside themselves oh, he better. with it. Oh, he better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he better. He better. But, but, <laughs> no way but, how you going to go home after that. <laughs> but look, 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 look. Even if he does it i mean i i can still i can still um what is the word i'm looking for this is this is still. not one of them nice gesture <laughs> things this is you're not gonna set me up with my sleeping bag in the middle of Times Square and think you going home in front of the fireplace? Oh, hell no. Nigga, nigga, I'm, nigga, in fact, Will, Will Smith, I'm sleeping with look, you tonight, yo, right go, next to you. He going to have the clone of himself like Gemini, man. <laughs> but but, but think about this, right? They ain't think about this. All the homeless people that's out there, how they know they want y'all out there with them? Taking up their space, right, right. <laughs> taking up their space, and look, it's gonna be all these bougie people fucking up the vibe for right. them out they there. They trying like, to sit in their corner yeah. and be comfortable. They don't want to look at nigga with you some clean clothes on with right. a nice little sleeping bag, nigga. <laughs> I'll be mad as shit. I tell you, who's gonna be happy though? Who? Can I say it? Yeah. The hoes gonna be having. <laughs> <laughs> the hoes gonna be having. They be like, yeah. Right. Let's duck off real quick. Hey, right, we ain't even go right in your sleeping bag. We ain't even gonna go nowhere. Hoes gonna be so Oh happy. man, but I tell you what, this is this is. I think this is something good, man. I think it's good for everybody to experience every type of life possible for the rich to experience the poor for the poor to experience the rich All right. so i think for the people that haven't experienced like the people that have been homeless before i don't think you feel me you don't need to go out there in solidarity and you feel me supporting because you know the feeling but the people that been privileged enough to never be in that situation i think they should experience right. to know what other people go through, you feel me, to know. I mean, and, and, and I think it's a good, it's a good attempt, right? I mean, I'm not really sure how the whole process of the situation is going to be, so maybe they are doing something like this, but if it was a nigga like me, I would have like a overnight, you know, a, a sleepover, so to speak, the same idea, mm. but it would be like a sleepover event where there was vendors and there was different things for right, people right, to purchase. Right, right. And then this money have independent, was, put it, yeah. was put into helping the actual homelessness. Right. So it's like, we can show our support, but it's like, they need, Take it a they, step need they need some money. Like it, it, it's going to cost money. Like right. at some point in time, if we're really like a lot of these things that we want to do good for people, it's going to come from money. See, see Will Smith about to have a tip bucket out there. <laughs> Everything about to go off the books. He about to go home with a cool million right. real quick. But I mean, listen, that's, that's the step further. That's where you feel me the, the, the forward thinking, you get what I'm saying? Taking it that far. The people who, who just heard what I just said and are probably in my mentions right now fucking killing me and shit, understand this. 
I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm listen. What I'm saying is that building awareness for for a cause is a great noble thing to do. Right. I don't think that we were unaware that there is a homeless problem in this country. I, I'm not sure if we're unaware of that. Right. Am I wrong? I don't know, but I think we're pretty aware. So what do we do now that we're aware of it? And this is coming from a person who's been actually homeless before. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm not right. just a nigga who's just We've been talking there together shit, before. You know what I'm <laughs> so, 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 so the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, it's great to raise awareness for causes, but don't let that become, you know, and I'm not saying this about Will Smith in general. Let me just generalize this because Will Smith does a lot of great things right. for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? They have a, a sustainable water company, you mm. know what I'm saying, that they're that they're doing. Him and his whole family are doing. So, I mean, they do a lot of things. I'm just mm. saying, in general, you know what I mean, to raise awareness for a cause is one thing. To contribute to the fixing of a cause is another thing. Right, that's, that's what I was eventually saying. Eventually, that the, awareness needs to turn into the, money. Right, that's what I'm saying. The, the, forward, the next step after raising the awareness right. is... To fix the problem. We've been doing awareness for breast cancer and all these type of things. <laughs> for oh, oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but we've been doing awareness for all these causes and and we still haven't figured out the cause of the problem. You get what I'm saying? So right. what are we actually doing? You know what I'm saying? We could uh, uh support and and find awareness all we want, but until we actually find the problem or the solution to the problem, then it's just going to keep being what it is. So I think we need to start taking the next step after that, which is solving homeless problems, like provide shelters, homes, uh, different things of the sort, or you feel me, free living for a certain amount of time and things of that, you feel me, instead of just going out there sleeping with the homeless. Like, they going to look at y'all like y'all. You feel me? Like, right. how the hell is this helping me? Nigga? Exactly. Like, like all you people are going to come out here, they're going to sleep out here tonight, and then you're going to go back home tomorrow. And then after tomorrow, how did this improve? And let me just get off of this subject right, before right, right, I right. get myself in trouble. It is what it is. Um, so Next. Will Smith, um, he posted up in a photo with Martin, Wesley Snipes, and Eddie Murphy, at Tyler Perry's new studio in Atlanta with Smith, uh, Will, and Martin. They're working on Bad Boys for Life. We we, we need a uh, a clap sound or something, yeah, man. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I'll think, pull- a, think about where this is going to go 20 years from now. We're, oh, we're, yes. we're taking our power back. <laughs> yes, that's what I need. That's what I need. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? This is this is yeah. this is first steps, man. Yeah, yeah. You get out of the Paramount and the Dimensions and the, all of those type of companies and take our rights back, man. This is definitely and in a big industry that makes multi billion dollars, man. And this is the start of it, man. That, that's it's a beautiful thing to see that Tyler Perry opened up this vessel for us and future actors and future stars to come through and don't. <laughs> Have to take the route that you get what I'm saying, the original route, which is through these other big time studios, and you have to do this ter- type of certain casting, and you feel me, like right? I think I think this is 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 a start. Yo, because I've been telling people like, all right, so um, Tyler Perry, you know, he just did this deal um, um, with BT, right? You know how he has the shows on BT right now going. He got the Oval going. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, yep. And he has some other joints working with them right now. But you know, BT is really aggressively moving with this BT plus thing or whatever. You know, their right. their version of Netflix. <clears throat> Everyone is trying to come out with their version of Netflix. Streaming, streaming is the future. That's I, why. I told a lot of people that um, watching the BET one is um, a more interesting story on the potential than... Some of these other ones coming out from like NBC Universal and all these different like, like, like we know right. that they're going to command a certain level of the market share, but I don't I don't know that one of them are going to be able to become one of the major players, right? Mm. Um, but with the BET one, I mean they're partnered with a black man that has his own fucking studio. And like the, and like, the thing is, even though BET has shifted. Their network so many times over the years, it was always BBT. You get what I'm saying? Meaning, it's part of our culture. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, like if they do it right, how they supposed to do it? Mm-hmm. You feel me? Then I, I think our culture would move from the Netflix to the like, BT. When I see this, fo- when I see this photo, this is what I gather from it. I gather okay. from it what I needed to see happen for me to think what I think is going to happen. And that right. is, you look, you got um, Murphy and Wesley Snipes working on um, Coming to America, the sequel, right? Mm-hmm. All right, you got Will Smith and Martin Lawrence working on Bad Boys for Life. Mm-hmm. You got this photo going together at Tyler Perry Studio right there. Mm-hmm. The key to this shit is they... Uh, Original content, big movies need to be done at this studio that aren't Medea movies, that right. aren't the typical, you know right. what I'm saying? Not saying like that right. is what caught Tyler Perry in this position where he's in right now, so it's great. But in order for this to be big, imagine if they can just use this Tyler Perry studio and create all this original content where, themselves. Yeah. They're vertically integrated. Like one of the biggest issues that all the other streaming companies having is is buying original content. Right. They're in a position where they have their own movie studio. They right. can create unlimited original content. And, and what this do, what this do, this give us like like say for instance, instead of Dave Chappelle signing Netflix deals right. and things like that. You feel me? Now you have to come over to this side. Exactly. For, you feel me? Exactly. So we taking we taking the power back. Right, right. It starts with this. You feel me? Then the music industry. Then you feel me? Then TV. You feel me? Like it's slowly starting the process. In 20 years, I think we're going to be in a whole totally different place now, in this world. Now. They got a 500-year start. That's all I'm saying. It's interesting that Tyler Perry just broke these barriers you know what i'm saying um and most would say that it's due to a lot in part of a character that he created called medea where he dressed up in drag so to speak but mm-hmm. in a jokingly manner like it wasn't like he was trying to be right. sexy with it the so-called it, yeah. uh illuminati way as they would say as they would say well <laughs> Well, they must be named Brandon T. Jackson because <laughs> this nigga Brandon T. Jackson is going to catch one of these fresh ass shut the fuck up show. You know what I'm saying? Let me find this fucking clip of this guy real quick. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think it's right. It's uh, one of these. ones. Everything. Yeah, it's this one. Everything went wrong. It's like everything went right. Everything went wrong when I put on that dress. Pre Big Mamas, to me, I have, I actually, that's like a, you know, you have an AD, you're just like AD, BC. 
Okay. It's like BM for me. My career pre-BM. So Big Mama was a changing point. Yeah. 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 What it made like it a, a changing point? Was it that it was Martin or just everything was aligning up at the right time for you? Okay, so I'm not even going to play any more of that because he's going to go around and beat around the bush and talk about how if he was a seasoned um, stand-up like he is now, he'd have been able to elo- eloquently articulate the fact that he thinks that um, he was cursed by wearing a dress and that his career um, took a turn for the worse after he played Charmaine in Big Mama's House 2. Now, maybe... I was the only one. I don't I don't know, but I never knew that there was a Big Mama's house too, yo. Like I never knew that that was a fucking thing, bro. Yeah, if you blink you would have missed it, man. So, it, it until this interview fast. came out, I didn't even know that you played a Medea a Jace type character right. in a movie that you think right. ruined your career. I just think it's awful strange that it ruined your career. But there's another guy who just opened up the first black-owned fucking Paramount. Right. You know what I'm saying? On yeah, that a, been a wearing billion dresses for thirty in, years, in Atlanta, right? And a billion acres in Atlanta, and he he was homeless, nigga. And you know what I'm saying? And like, oh man. All right, so he said everything went warm when he put on the dress. Blah 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 blah. Um, I think it's good to point out that he also played a gay character. In Tropic Thunder, you know what I'm saying? Right. Name um, Al Pacino, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, listen, Brandon T. Jackson, I, I, other than lottery ticket, like uh-huh. it was funny enough for it to be funny, but it wasn't one of those things where it's like when when I saw him, it was like, oh, like he's gonna be one of the future no. kings of comedy. Like oh, no, I didn't no. see it. Like first of all, I think everybody went to go see that movie because it was Bow Wow's one of Bow Wow's first movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he was the attraction. And man. it's like he's pointing out the obvious. Like he's saying, like, well, following the success of the previous Big Mama's House feels and Mrs. Doubtfire, that the whole dress bit was already overdone at the time. Duh. You're right about that. So he's right about that. Right. But the movie did bad. Let's just say. The movie had to have done bad. I didn't even know there was a fucking movie. So I know that that movie was didn't it, do good. Was it, it wasn't. It, it couldn't have did great. Did it, it come out in the theaters? I, I think. I don't, I don't know. Um, it, was two, I it was in 2011, apparently, when it came out. Yeah, I was going to say, that was almost 10 years ago. Right, so, I don't. I don't think it came out in the theaters. So after I don't this, remember. this, oh yeah, 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 it did. Yeah. It did. A it lot did. of times, if you're in a movie that doesn't do well, then the next studio, I assume, might not hire you for the next movie right. unless you're that guy who they're like, we can build a movie around this guy. Right, right, right. And I'm not hating, but I didn't know Brandon T. Jackson was that guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, listen, you got to, <laughs> anytime you got to say Brandon T. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I wish him the best luck, man. I wish uh, his career flourished from this point. I hope he learned his lessons. And I hope he don't put on the dress again so he disappears. Uh, you feel me? Yeah, so Brandon T. Jackson, I mean, <laughs> like you said, when you got to say the T <laughs> in the nigga name and shit, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Right. But um, somebody who is um, putting on 
um, who's been putting on great entertainment for a while and shit, um, Issa Rae, she's going to put out a new show for HBO's um, streaming service called Rap Shit. Well, she calls that the working title right now. Okay. But basically, it's going to be a show about a female rap group from outside of Miami trying to make it in the music industry. I'm already there for that oh, show. So we have a female making a band. Uh, no, no, no. This is going to be a TV series. So it's not going to be like a real female rap group. It's going to be like basically insecure. Oh, oh, like it's going to be insecure except for okay. it's going to be a female rap All group right. who's oh, trying to make I it in this the game. Is a, it's gonna be like the girl. Show. It's All gonna right. be like the girl entourage. Okay, the All black right. girl entourage. That was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be black girl entourage and um, a little bit. If they go black little, girl entourage, they're gonna go, but it's gonna be city girlish because they're look, from Miami. So you know they're, they're gonna see, be. See, look, they could go two ways though. If they go black girl entourage, Miami girl group, I fucks with it. But if they go. Black girl group, uh, uh, what's the name of that show? Empire. I don't know if I could sit there and watch nah, another. Listen, they're not. You get what I'm saying? Like they could go nah, that way, man. See, Issa, you gotta think about it. You gotta look at. See, you gotta think about how insecure. All right, we 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 can answer that question by one simple one. What network is it going to be on? It's gonna be an HBO. Max though it's gonna okay. be on the streaming service. Okay. They gonna let her do whatever she want to do. All right. You know See, we saying? get different content on and different. She's already networks, got a hit so, show. All right. She got a hit show with her already, so she got the juice. She do what the fuck she wanted. Right. Okay. Know what I'm all right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So since it's on HBO Max, <laughs> it might be it might be something worth watching because, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I mean, this thing is gonna come out until um. May. I mean, she's going to write the pilot, and then her production imprint is going to executive produce the series. Or they could go Wire. I think I would, I would want to see that. Not so much drug dealing and killing, but... I think what you're going to see... Miami nightlife is always exciting to watch. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, they, they, it's going to be a lot of that, and you feel me, like, Miami nightlife. Here's my prediction. My prediction is, in the style that she shoots Insecure, mm-hmm. you're going to get... A entourage type story that's more from the beginning. Remember, in Entourage, they were already rich when it started. Right. They weren't, he wasn't a superstar, superstar yet, but Vinny was already rich. He right. already had money. He already lived out there. You know what I'm saying? They already right. moved. They are not going to be in that position. They're going to be still at the bottom. Right. Just trying to get it. Right. 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 But. I expect them to be. That's where all the grit happens. City girl ish because uh-huh. of the Miami. You know okay. what I'm saying? So they're gonna have they're they're gonna have to in order for it to be like like think about it. When you think about a show like that, any city they would have picked, you have to expect a certain level of the culture or how. The fe- so we think about the most popping female artists that we know on the mainstream. Now, mind you, there's probably talented female artists from Miami that I don't know about. I'm pretty sure about that. Right. And maybe the ones on the mainstream are the only ones that sound that way and everybody sounds different. We right. don't know that. What we do know is that the most popular chicks from Miami that we know are who? City. Trina, yeah, City, City Girls. So I right. expect it to sound kind of like that a little right, bit. Right. <laughs> and, and 
that's the top of their culture out there. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, she's representing their culture to the fullest. So she's going to be as Miami as she can be. So we getting all of Miami, you feel me, and what they represent. So she has to go that angle. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like she has to show that. Like, where do that come from? All the way dating back to the Trinas. You feel me? She wasn't city girl then, but she was heading towards that path. You feel me? She made that path. So, you feel me? I would like to see how she, you feel me? I don't want to say exploit, but how she tells that story or how their culture is out there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because, I mean, apparently, I mean, areas are... are are known for a certain sound because with this um, new artist who I just stumbled upon that's being produced by um, 38 Special, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Buffalo, New York, you know what I'm saying? From from the from the home of Griselda, you know what I'm saying? And her name is Shay Noir, mm-hmm. and she got some fire, you know what I'm saying? But okay. it's like it just seems like she isn't the only one. Like, there's been maybe, like, three, four, five, like, different artists from that Buffalo kind of New York area that yeah. it seems like these niggas really are on that hip-hop, hip-hop shit. So I'm going to play this shit from Shay Nowhere called Fall of Rome on Burn Notice, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some sports and our impressions of the shit that happened last week and what we think is going to happen next week. So okay. um, let's me play this Fall of Rome. This shit is hard to shit, y'all. I ain't going to front it. Like, that shit. Ain't nowhere. The fall of Rome. Look. Fuck slaving for a low wage. I'd rather blow my brains. I need another way to get my dough straight. A drug dealer was my soulmate. Rode the riches, flipping birds. I always knew he had road rage. I don't care if these hoes hate. The day I let you bitches get to me, Satan gon' feel a cold day. I gotta give God the most praise. And my nigga do too. I won't date a nigga who don't pray. Only broke bitches throw shade. I'm a snake charmer. Use the money as a flute to expose snakes. My killers on you trying to locate. And they ain't wearing baggy clothes, just turtlenecks and gold chains. All my murders is a cold case. Huh? All my niggas making moves is like an episode of Soul Train. I treat the music like the dope game. Pharmacy the fiends before they get it, they gotta pay me the co-pays. I'ma give them the old shade. Before a bitch cross me, she better look both ways. Wasn't overnight, I got it at a slow pace. I just got on every single beat and I told pain. Did it ten toes, that's two feet on the ground. My food for thought is like a cooked meal from deep in the south. The living room was like a bedroom, had to sleep on the couch. Opportunities not. And I give it keys to the house All I needed was a solid plug huh? So I gotta keep a core Ain't no friendly competition, nigga All I see is war The Caesar of this rap shit I gotta keep a sword Got your favorite rapper blood On this Coliseum floors huh? God first and I believe in the cross Most niggas I have it all But let greed be they fall Took a shopping spray I paid the cost to be in a boss Checked the bag and talk Was the cheapest thing that I bought Nigga That was Shay Nowhere, Fall of Rome. 
off the thrill of the hunt too. You can look that shit up. <coughs> All right, so a couple weeks ago, I think it was last week, I was talking about Josh Gordon was put on injured reserve, but that the Patriots were planning on waving him as soon as he was healthy, which indicated that he was probably going to be healthy soon. And I said that a contender was going to pick him up. I thought it was going to be a team like Green Bay. I thought they wouldn't. I thought they would have went after that quickly. And maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But he landed with the Seattle. Mm. So now Russell Wilson has another weapon to use. What do you think about that move? Um, it could it could be good. It could be good. That's that's if they get the chemistry down packed. The chemistry between a quarterback and a wide receiver is very important. Um, and it's not it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? For them to be contenders, for it to be where it's at in the season, you get know what I'm saying? They have to they gonna have to put in some work. So if they get it down, it could be good, but it could also be very bad. You feel me? Because they could be in a position to where he's trying to force. Force it to make it work. You get what I'm saying? So, I don't. I don't know. It could go two ways. But congratulations to him, man. Seahawks is. Oh, oh there they go. Well, many people would say that one of the games to watch in the NFL for this week would be the New England Patriots, who are going to face the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, um, so, <clears throat> basically, both. the story of this game is going to be. The Patriots pass rushing or their run defense, so to speak, versus the Baltimore Ravens dynamic run attack. I know that you hate them both, but I mean, what is your objective pick on that game? Who do you see coming out with the win? Um, I hate the Patriots more than I, I think, hate the I Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to smash them. So with I that being said, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to smash. I think they're going to smash. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, maybe low twenties in points. the teens. Uh, I think they they <clears throat> Tom Brady maybe has two touchdowns, but that's it. I think Baltimore defense is 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 going to do their job. And I think they're they're, they're gonna come on top. Lamar gonna do just enough. The <laughs> man, I hate him, but I think he'll do just enough to get the win. Man. Well, as much as you hate the Patriots, um, I gotta <laughs> one more thing that has to do with them. Not not really them, but their coach. You know, Belichick said that the Ravens Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't I don't disagree with that. I would say my man Adam Vinatieri uh would be after that. But when he made a sixty, what was it, sixty yards? I think, yeah. Yeah. And he's the most consistent. He yeah. I I would give that to him. But that's it. I don't know nobody else on the Ravens. See, it's funny because we don't all right, so let me let me paint the picture for y'all. So of course, we're just starting out, so we don't have, like, the full studio set up, but we got an ill little setup that we just set up in this hotel room, right? Now, we also don't have an intern, so 
I'm looking up things, you know what I'm saying, as I go along so I can make sure that I have certain accurate moves just in case there's something changed from the time that I thought I wanted to talk about this shit and what happened now, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. um, but we are going to jump into the NBA and there's been some great games, some great matchups. Um, I just caught it for the uh, second time just to really watch it that, um, seeing the Houston Rockets face off against the Brooklyn Nets. Like I thought Brooklyn showed me a lot there. Oh man. Um, shout out to Kyrie Irving one time, man, doing it for Jersey. He went back to the North, the, uh, do it for Brooklyn, but, uh, he, he's showing off right now, man. I think he's, he's doing great without Kevin Durant there. He's doing as much as he could. The Rockets, I think they need, yeah, they, they having chemistry problems. Uh, definitely Harden is not playing how he was playing last year. So I think that's making it more difficult on Westbrook. The now he has to do more than what he expected to do coming to the team, but I think they'll get it get it together by uh, playoff time. But uh, that was a good game last night. I watched. I, I think it. the I biggest thing that the Brooklyn Nets showed me was their ability to. All right, so I don't expect them, or maybe they can do this consistently consistently every night. But I saw them. Been, were able to penetrate to the basket when they were moving the ball around very effectively. Yeah. And I saw them hitting the three with efficiency from multiple players. I mean, they right. had multiple guys that hit multiple three-point shots right. in, in that game. And, and, right. and the guys who hit the three-point shots didn't have to shoot a lot of them to get them. Like, we're talking guys were three for four, guys that were right. four yeah. for five, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they were See, hitting... See, the, the thing is, the Nets was building chemistry last year. They was they was building their team identity last year without a superstar. Right. Now once you add two superstars, one is out, one is playing right now, and the one that's playing right now is a ball dominant superstar. Now in sports this is why I like I like using the term culture more than I like when it comes to hip hop, right? Because I think there's a difference between when a team has an identity and a team has a culture. Right. So I think that last year and building up to it, the team had was building a culture. Right. They had a okay. culture of that hard nose, multiple guards making multiple passes, right. penetrating right. to the hole, right. and playing defense, shooting three, spreading the four, shooting threes. They were building that culture. Now I think with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant there. They have their identity, right? And I okay. think now they're you see what I'm saying. So right. I think I saying you're you're right. They they do have that identity, but I think that they had the culture at first. Yeah, so we're like yeah, I, I, I compare them saying. to a team like the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are building a culture down there, right? And now they're starting to form their identity. And Trey Young, before he went down with the inju- injury, was leading the league in scoring. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, like they right. they were. Clearly showing that saying. they were coming yeah. out with yeah. their identity. And, they, and Kyrie bought into that culture. And it's the same thing with the Clippers. Yeah. They built they had a culture. Their culture was defensive-minded team, and now right. they have that identity. Right, 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 right. I see what you're saying. But um, now for the finale game, the Lakers versus the Ooh, Mavericks. Oh, yes. And LeBron James, I would continue to say it. I've been a fan since he was a junior in high school. I have a story that I would tell about that one day. 
Uh-huh. But um, I seen him elevate his game, and for him to be 34 years old, 17 years in the league, I, I continue to be amazed, man. And I've been watching him for, yeah, yeah, I need one. I need one. Give it up for LeBron, man. Right. Give it up. Gray hairs and everything at 34 years <laughs> old. But, man, he he, uh, 30-point triple-double, 39, 16, and 13, I believe. And the overtime win over the Mavericks. Shout out to Luka. Uh, he He's going to be amazing. I think he plays 20-plus years in the league, man. We have – the league is going in a good direction, oh, yeah. man. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, it, it, it looks scary on, on both ends because I'm glad that I got to see my team – firing you know what i'm saying to where I, I haven't been able to see the complete team yet because i'm still waiting for rajon rondo to come back i'm yeah. still waiting for um for coos to come back yeah. and then yeah. oh man like i, I think i think I'm we excited. make a move before the trade deadline i think we missing one more piece and uh and i think we'll be we'll be ready for that ring man but um right now we we still trying to get together. We we went off with a, a slow start. They got out to a big hit, uh, a big pause. <laughs> <laughs> they got out to a big lead, and um, we had to catch up. But these are the moments when we build our culture. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We we pretty much a new team that everybody's playing with each other for the first time. Besides uh, the couple of players that's it's been interesting. there. Interesting. So we have an identity, but we're culture. Right. Where we yeah we we're lacking the culture. We have a new coach, new coaches. Kanye recently said so. We're gonna talk about him later, but okay. let's keep it. Let's keep keep All it right, here keep, because because right. the Dallas Mavericks showed me a lot too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Really, it was Porzingis. Uh, Porzingis just needs to get into the swing. Yeah, and you got to think about it. He he's been out for two right. years. Exactly. You get what I'm saying. So that it's expected. So yeah. So he came but he in. Still showed he had it. He showed he had it. It just seemed like he ran out of gas. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like two years off. You you're not coming in back from two years playing. 30-plus minutes, you get what I'm saying? But once he gets back in that shape? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I, I would hate to see him in March and oh, in, in April, man. man that team, let alone, for me, uh, yeah, that's going to be a hard out in the playoffs. Actually, let's talk about that because I was talking about one of my – I was talking with one of my coworkers about this, and um, they were giving me a hard time about me saying this about the Golden State Warriors. Okay. And I was talking about them healthy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't predict where their yeah. health is going to be like at this time of the year, uh, at that time of the year leading into the playoff race. But okay. who do you think are going to be teams who – we're not expecting them to do a whole lot this year, but the, these are the guys that are going to be fighting for that seventh, eighth seed in the playoffs who may be the team that can ruin someone else's playoff hunt. Um, Number one, the team we just talked about, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's counting them out because Kevin Durant is not playing this year. But yeah. for a person that played against Kyrie Irving, Right, you feel me? I right. get into that story uh-huh. another time. Yeah, talk your shit. Uh, yeah. He don't give up. You get what I'm saying? He's not just he's not gonna call it quits just cause Kevin's out. You feel me? He's gonna carry that team on his back. Right. You feel me? This is the first time since he his first couple of years in the league. And I'm telling you, like Karis LeVert, like Joe Harris, yeah, like, and he has Spencer he Dimity, has like, he has 
a supporting cast that's yeah. good enough to take them to that sixth, seventh, eighth seed. You get what I'm saying? This is the first time since his third year since he had his own team, in a sense. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. He's been won a championship. He's been in the playoffs. He's played with these organizations that give him the the ground to be that superstar player. You feel me? I think right now he's kind of enjoying Kevin being out. You get what I'm saying? Because now he gets to show everything that he could do. He don't have to play and you feel me? He's the system right now. Right. You don't have to fit in the system. Everything goes around him. You feel me? He kicks it out for the threes. He's driving to the, you feel me? He's making these plays. So with that being said, I think he pushes that team to a 6th, 7th, 8th seed. I think right me? now in the West for me, it is a three-headed monster mm. of Golden State, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Pelicans. Okay, let's talk about this. Now, this is interesting. All right, so. Because I, I would say, before before we go into that, I would say my, my pick for the West would be the Jazz. You get what I'm saying? See, I expect the Jazz to be higher up. See, I don't, I don't expect them to be uh, see a higher up team. Okay. I think they push for that sixth, seventh, eighth spot. You get what I'm saying? Because the West is loaded. You get what I'm saying? I expect Dallas to be one, two, three, four. Not one, two, three, but two, three, four. You feel me? Mm. Nah, you no. Got them, you got them that high? Yeah, man. Listen, <laughs> Luka Doncic. Is a probably the hop skitterly do whatever they was talking about. He had all of that last night. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, man. He's he's going to be a problem for 20 plus years in this league. But with that being said, I think the Jazz is down there. You feel me? I think they get just because it's a tough West. They get the sixth, seventh, eighth spot. But if they get that low seed and have to play one of these, the Dallas or uh, 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 the Clippers or us even, you feel me, that's going to be a hard series in the first, second round for whoever they play. You know what I'm saying? Donovan Mitchell is a problem. You feel me? Rudy Gobert is the defensive player last year. You feel me? They are a playoff team. So he's got he's going to be an all-star this year. You feel me? Rudy Gobert is possibly an all-star. You feel me? They're going to be a tough team. But, uh, so – this is Let's why get into this Pelicans and Golden State. Golden State. All right, now here, here, listen, listen. I want to. We got to talk about my this Golden State, State argument is very complex. Let's First, it is. Let me break it down. For Clay you. is not coming back this year. Listen, listen, listen. I mean, that is that is part of an option later on down the road. It's over. But in in in, that's what I'm saying. Because I, because right, I got different plans first, for first, Golden first, State. Let's say it is. That's what I'm saying. All right. That we are used to Golden State. We're used to going into a season and having a simple conversation of saying Golden State is probably going to be there and unless such and such can do this. Mm-hmm. That was the statement for the past couple of years. That is definitely not the statement now. And because we're used to them being so dominant, we are looking at their fall a lot harder than it actually is. Now, mm-hmm. listen. There are many issues and injuries here. We have the Clay Thompson injury that we knew we were going to have going into the season, mm-hmm. right? Now we have a Steph Curry injury where he mm-hmm. may be out for three months, and then we have a Draymond Green injury. Mm-hmm. So sprained finger. 
So we have injuries. We have injuries all across the board, right? right? However, I think that in terms of a regular basketball team playing against these lower half teams, tier teams in mm-hmm. the Western Conference, that D'Angelo Russell, Willie Colley Stein, and some of those other guys there will be able to do enough to get them just as many wins as losses for them to keep themselves around 500 leading into the trade deadline, okay. right? All right, keep themselves mm-hmm. the, around a 500 club, maybe a little bit under, but around 500. Nothing right. spectacular, but not the bottom of the barrel. Okay. Okay? Leading into the trade deadline, when mm-hmm. they got D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. I said, trade bay, trade bay, mm-hmm. trade bay. Mm-hmm. Before I knew all these injuries were happening, I thought that was trade bait to start with. Okay. So I fully believe that they are going to flip D'Angelo Russell into something else. So you think they're buying? I think they're going to say, yeah, they're going to buy something with D'Angelo Russell that's going to complement Steph, Draymond Green, Willie Colley Stein, and some of those supporting cast guys to try to make – a push to make the playoffs. Okay. If they were to make the playoffs, even if Clay did not come back, whomever they may be able to get, there's a lot of hypotheticals here. That's why mm-hmm. I said they were a, a long shot. Um, if they are able to make a move, like I'm saying that they could, I think that they have enough there with a healthy Steph Curry and a veteran like Draymond Green mm-hmm. and who they can go get for D'Angelo Russell okay. can get them an eighth seed. And if they were to make an eighth or seventh seed, they could push a, a, a team depending on who's at the top of, of, of the seed. I see, I see what you're saying. All right, so... Dallas Mavericks is all on Chris Tass Porzingis. Porzingis can turn into a 20-something point guy right. with, with double digits and rebounds. He can turn into a, t- a double-double guy, a 20 right, and right, right. a 25 and, that's what, that's 25 and 12 scary. guy. Yeah, if right. He turns into a 25 and 12 guy, and Luka does his dance how he's doing, and the rest <laughs> of the team does what they're doing. Yeah, they can definitely be a 7th eight seed. So this is my theory on the Golden State Warriors, right? All right. With these injuries, right? Recently, Draymond's been, you feel me, had a suspension from the front office. You know what I'm saying? So, come trade deadline, I think they're trading him. Oh, yeah. He's going. He's just, he, they just gave him the money that he wanted for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Trade big. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, look. Steph out. He's out for, they said, at least three months. That's put us, what, March. You feel me? I think he sit out longer. I think they trade they, uh, that's uh round trade deadline. I think they trade Draymond. They're tired of dealing with that problem. Champion aspirations is over. They just got the new stadium. I think they can relax now. You get what I'm saying? I don't think they're fighting. Because I think it's all or nothing with them. Why fight to get in the playoffs, make these moves to get in the playoffs if we know we're not, we don't have championship aspirations. You get what I'm okay, saying? Okay, I can could, I could see so, your take on that. So, come trade deadline, I think they lose all they dead weight. I think they accumulate all of these draft picks and bring in some of these young talents. You feel me? I think they make moves. And honestly, <clears throat> this is my real theory because I've been watching LeBron for so long and I pay attention to the cryptic stuff that he does. 
recently Draymond has has received something from Michigan State coach Izzo, and if you know, Draymond has the same agent as LeBron, which is Rich Paul. Okay, you get what I'm saying, and we know LeBron has been battling Draymond years upon years. They had their little run in in the finals and everything. And when this happened, LeBron shouts out Draymond, congratulations, brother. Okay. You okay. get what I'm saying? I, th- I think I see where you're going with so this. So listen, we have a couple of pieces. Kuz, trade bait, trade bait. I think we let Kuz go. I don't know if that's listen, the answer. Uh, listen. All right, all right, all right. Listen. All right. Kuz is not going to fit into what we're trying to do. He's a great player, but... We have a one and a two already. Kuz okay. is definitely a two. You get what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. So why not send him to Golden State to where now that culture is not really a one and two culture. You feel me? It's a system. Okay. Now he fits in that system. You get what I'm saying? We could send Caldwell Pope. We could send Rondo with him. They get a couple of pieces. You feel me? So now we're trying to get this injury exception for DeMarcus Cousins, which gives us a little bit more money. Okay. So I think we make a move for Draymond. And I think a player like Draymond is what we need. We don't need Yeah, points. definitely. Yeah, we yeah, don't need right. – we need that attitude. Yeah. We need the energy. We yeah. need somebody that's going to – Stop that nigga from, you feel me, stepping into our doorway when, you feel me, you know how you got a stranger yeah. walking in your house and you got that one homeboy like, that be like, hold up, who who is you? I don't know you. Do you belong here? You feel me? We need him. You yeah, get what I'm saying? Like, like, it's like when the Bulls pulled in Rodman. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's my thing. You yeah. feel me? Everybody saying we keep, we need it different. We try and get Iggy. And I think we still make a play for Iggy. I think we still – he want veteran minimum. He's uh-huh. a veteran. Yeah. I think we still get him. Yeah. You feel me? I think we could afford Draymond by getting rid of Kuz and, and Caldwell Pope. been hitting the three with consistency. Let me listen, just say that. Listen. Say that. Yeah. Listen. We're, we're turning into a monster, man. Yeah. Listen, we got all the right pieces. And if we don't get Draymond, I think we go for somebody like Marcus Morris Jr. Right. From the Knicks. That's another player that, and but he adds to scoring. He could score if we need him to, but he brings that attitude. That's what we're missing. Right. We missing that aggressive attitude. You feel me? It was Tristan Thompson. You feel me? As many people that don't want to, you feel me? He was the one that was going to get out there and get into scraps into the fights. And you feel me? He didn't care about scoring. He was he'll elbow you to get a rebound. Though you feel me? Like we right, need right. that. You feel me? We need the Robin. We need, you feel me, for, for for Golden State, it was Draymond. For You feel me? We need that player, that scrappy player, man. I think we make a move for Draymond. So, so I think Golden State sells, man. Now that I think about it, I've been talking about this for a while now, mm. but I feel like Andre Drummond, if it's if it's if he doesn't get bought, if a team doesn't look to buy him, a team that's missing a piece and can really make a run for it this year, then I still feel like he'll be the most sought-after free agent just by default of there really isn't any powerful free agents out there. But 
I just saw him do like 25 points and 26 rebounds the other day with like three blocks. And I mean, yeah. although yeah. he's very one dimensional in his offensive game, he is that good at that See, thing. Now they need to make a you decision. You know what I mean? Right? Like, because he is that good at it, yo. Because I think Derrick Rose is playing the best basketball since MVP season. So now I think you take that and then you take Andre and then you build around that. And the pieces around that is not fitting right now. You get what I'm saying? Right. With the Blake Griffins and the things. You feel me? Because they're going to have the decision to make. I mean, he's going to become a free agent, I believe, this summer. Right. And remember before, I thought that, um, you know, Jalen Brown was going to be the number one free agent of this upcoming summer before he signed that extension with Boston. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, well, then Andre Drummond is clearly yeah, the guy. He had the, he has the stats well, to be right, that listen, type of free agent. To be fair, Anthony Davis would be, but we don't yeah, expect he's him not going to nowhere. exactly. No, so Andre Drummond is the guy. And I think we have uh bird his bird rights too, which means we could uh exceed the cap to uh sign his contract. So I think I think he stays, man. We give him the money he wants, man. Yeah. I mean but I think that. I think Andre don't want to be there no more. I don't think uh, he's he does been there, he's been there his right. whole career. I think he's ready and to I get out. And I think he of, know I think he knows that if he could go to a team like imagine him being able to play with a guy like Stephen Curry. Mm. Imagine or, him being able to play with or, Damian Lillard. Or, I was about to say, either the Blazers. The Knicks. No, no. Nobody wants to go to the Knicks. <laughs> nobody wants to go there. That's not a desire. Yo, but, until hey, until hey, yo, Dolan hey, sells nah, that look, team. Look, the Knicks hung around with Boston. Yeah, there. Uh, but Boston to. is still having. Well, let's get into that, man. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. because Boston because was not supposed to me, be around. Me, me, and Jada Gray argue about this all the time, and now that uh, uh, LeBron is on the matter Lakers. Fact, matter of fact, look, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna play a burn notice, uh-huh. and then we're gonna call Jay because I called him yesterday and told him. Um, matter of fact, I'm gonna play a burn notice and. We're going to bring Jay into this conversation. Okay, we're going to get him live. Okay, we live, baby. So what I'm going to do is um, um, I'm going to play this record from Mickey Shiloh Okay. called Funny Win. No, I'm going to play this record called Jason and Freddie. Jason and Freddie isn't a newer song. It's an older song, right? Out of her catalog that I like. It's actually one of the first songs that I heard from her, which made me discover and want to listen to more of her music. Okay. Now, um, I'm starting to do a series pretty soon. It's going to be called Refresh. And Refresh, the idea of that is to put a spotlight on music during the streaming era that came out earlier versus always talking about an artist's most recent music. You see what okay. I'm saying? Because the way we consume music now, it's so fast that sometimes we miss an album or two. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, because right. so much music came out. Right. So Refresh, I want to have that dedicated to some of the records we might have missed. So this record's called Jason and Freddie, and it's from her project called 2015 that she dropped in 2015. And then we're going to be back to talk more NBA on It's Not Just Me podcast with High Society.
say before we went into that conversation because I needed to ask him Jade Gray how did y'all Celtics let the Knicks hang, <laughs> hang around with y'all like that it's like the Knicks the Knicks are not supposed to be hanging around bro well if you look at New York this year they're, they're very they're a lot more tough uh, mentally you know than they have in the past years. They got some solid guys around. Oh, oh you, you, you talking about your guy. That's what you're talking about. Well, I mean, when you have a guy like that on, on that side of the ball who, uh, who, who, who comes from you the came same back in Berkshire. In, a, in, a, in, a, in, in the Celtics organization, he's very familiar. And he, he I think he had about 25 left. The 20, 29. Oh, yeah. Marcus Marcus Morris had twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah, that guy. That guy. That guy. <laughs> well, whew, he had he's done it. thirty. I mean, he's done it the you know, he's had those games. Yeah, yeah, that, that's his home. Him, surrounded by the young pieces, uh, Ellington and RJ Barrett, um, Robinson in the in the paint. Um, they they have a good group of guys for this time of the year. Will it last? Will they keep hanging around with us like that all year? No. But for the first two weeks of the season, they'll be they'll have. Well, they're going to give a lot of teams a good run. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, um, what you're actually seeing is a Celtic team that um, has gotten younger. They, the ball is being being moved around a lot more. I think Kimber had 33. I think Jason followed up with a full 24 with the game winner. Um, and then you pepper in Gordon Hayward with a solid 13. Um, you know, solid I, I wasn't 13. A Celtic. I wasn't. I wasn't. Since one thirteen has been solid. Forty gave me 
the night before he gave me 27. So we made it back to Gordon Hayward. <laughs> hey. Having a second well, comeback. <laughs> well, my team, well, the whole, the whole successful organization is having a second comeback. We weren't ourselves last okay. year. Okay. This year we're getting back to playing, playing, uh, having fun, moving the ball around and just enjoying it. Having fun. I'm on the court. It's going to be a good season. It's going to be a great season. I think, I think, I think a lot of people are selling the court. I don't think a lot of people are expecting us to do the things that we're going to do. And I want to shift the focus this year, not no, not necessarily on Gordon, Gordon Hayward's comeback, but, but Jason Tatum taking the next step. And I think throughout the course of this year, you'll see in various That's points of his game step. and his decision-making where from this year, what, three to four, that this guy is ready to take the reins all right so i want to get your take on something that me and trey were just talking about um so instead of talking about the teams that we expect to be at the top of the playoff hunt you know towards towards you know that time of the year um we were talking about the scrappy teams that are going to be fighting for like that eighth or seventh seed but the ones who based off of things that you've seen so far could be someone who could potentially hurt one of those top-seeded teams' playoff runs. Trey says the Brooklyn Nets in the East, I think a combination of Golden State, Dallas, or the Pelicans. Well, I think in the East, um, when you have a player like Kyrie in the team, um, I think you'll always have a chance. When it's just Kyrie, though, you see what that is. Cavaliers. All over again. Um, I think that. Um, now you see how I feel. I honestly think when Trey Young is healthy, I think that when Trey Young is healthy, the Atlanta Hawks are actually going to be a team. What about that, the Celtics fighting for that that six, seven, eight? Well, see, seed. for me, I think the Hawks are going to be better than that. I mean, I think with a healthy Trey Young, the Hawks could catch a fifth, sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. I'm that high. Uh, I'm that high up uh, on the Atlanta Hawks right now. <laughs> Man, I, I think I, I, I think the Celtics could be fighting I, I, for that AC too. They're going to lose some games, but they have um, they have Blue Devil DNA on there. Cam Reddish is on the squad. They have they have a veteran, and Vince Carter will still give. You, uh, clearly, he'll give you forty. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Teams that have guys like that on their roster um, who don't necessarily have to play to have an impact have a chance to go far. So when you see teams, when, when, you, when you can get players like Marcus Moore, have uh, veterans on your, your bench like Vince uh, Carter and, and, and you're surrounded by the right, the right combination of young talent and role players. Because I, like, I also like what Miami's doing. Uh, Miami. If uh, you talk about the team that's drafted for the AC, Miami is one of those one of those teams as well. Okay, they have a little bit more than 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 uh, experience, but that's exactly why they'll be at the bottom of the draft. And they have a lot of good shooters, a lot of good guards. Okay, um, and Jimmy Butler is actually one of those one of those pieces that you were talking about. And I think at the trade deadline, things happen. Um, if they if they continue to prove themselves throughout the next few months. And I think Miami would be a team that would be, you know, somewhere at the bottom, you know, knock somebody off like a bit like that. So with that being said, right, what seed do you think 
Your Celtics will have in the East. Wait, wait. Say that one more time. I said, what seed do you think your Celtics will have in the East? Oh, well, I think I think we're looking at the top. It was definitely a top four seed. Top four? Four okay. or one. That was between one and four. Yeah, I think that's um, fair for them. I think, everything, uh, I think when everything sticks out, um, given we played the number one seed already, it's early. It's very early. It's only just one. several times today. Over the course of the year, but the, what I, what I saw in the in the Milwaukee game, I saw a lot of good things. Um, just the way we our personnel is, uh, we've lost we we lost Marcus Morris, but we we have this kid, we have a kid from Tennessee named uh, Grant Williams, who who's really for a young guy, really come on and, and like and done a lot of the dirty work for us in a Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris type of way. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Um, we haven't really, we haven't really lost a lot. We do need a big, but I don't think, I think we switched with our, with our length, um, with our, with our length on the court. I think we can match a lot of those. Issues. We haven't had cancer out there for a number of games already, and we've still been winning. And um, you know, we know that teams are going to challenge us in the paint, um, you know, but we switch, we defend well, and um, I think we're still a top four team. I, uh, I really don't, I don't see. Um, I don't see too much changing about that. I just know that next this year we'll be far more prepared. Okay. Have All right, last, last question before we move on from sports. Um, We also talked about Golden State either buying or selling. He thinks that Golden State would be fighting for uh, a low seed, sixth, seventh, eighth seed in the West. Well, listen, no, you got to hear how I qualified it. I qualified it saying that around this time, playoff time, I expect there to be a healthy Steph Curry – and I think there will be a Draymond Green healthy. Willie Colley-Stein will have found his role and that they're going to flip D'Angelo Russell. They're going to move him for something that complements Steph and Draymond to try to at least make the playoffs. But he thinks that the other way around, that they'll keep D'Angelo Russell or and try to flip Draymond Green. Right. Um, and, they, and they're just selling the season now. You get what I'm saying? Like they fighting... For draft picks and just build that way, so well, yeah, I, I don't see. I I mean I I say uh, it's just a C four. Put it underneath the foundation of the order for it. Blow the whole thing up, you know. And blow um, it up. <laughs> blow the whole thing up. You know. I think uh, you know, I know Clay's gonna be signed for for this year, but I'm not really seeing the um. I'm not really seeing the development. I think Golden State did a good job for a number of years of developing and building the team to win the championship. And that's what they did. And I think they have to go through that process one more time. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, to, to help develop their bench. I think that Golden State's issue is once you, once you see the come off the floor, once, once the injury is once you know, you got Curry that's out. Who, who, who else is there? Uh, Clay is out. Uh, Draymond just got hurt last night. I think um, I think they need to look at their development and how they're re-evaluating how they're putting guys in. Um, I think Golden State is a prideful organization. I, 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 I do expect them to look to make some changes and try to move Draymond around. Something of that nature because the team needs a part. I think that they want to remain competitive. They're going to have to because you got teams like the Clippers and uh, Dallas, you know, top teams in the West that are, are really good. Uh, Lakers. 
you, you don't want to see that. The world will hate that. All right, real quick. Um, uh, Patriots Ravens. What do you think the score going to be? Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I didn't know we were going to the NFL. Uh, I said real quick. I don't want to get all into it. I just said real quick, what's the score? I know you're going to pick the Ravens. I just want to know what you think the score is. I think going Ravens by 14. Yeah. I think Ravens by 14. Yeah, this going to be like a 27-13 game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you think y'all 27-13, y'all? All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's all I want to know. That's all, all right, I so. Know. I, I was looking for shit, you know what I'm saying, like doing research this week, and I came across this article that was talking about 10 things that they see the music industry shifting into over the next 10 years. And there was a couple strange ones at first that I pulled out, but the more I read into it, the more sense were like, yo, I could probably see some shit like this happening. So I'm just going to throw three of these things at you and just kind of see what your take on it. One of them said... Don't be surprised if your favorite artist signs to Coca-Cola. And it was using them as an example of major corporations coming in and replacing the monetary function of the record label to where, you know, of all the things that the record label used to be before artist development started disappearing and all these different things like that, the record label started just becoming the bank. They would bankroll the situation. Um, so what do you think about other major corporations, tech companies, you know what I'm saying, clothing companies like Fashion Over? Like, I, I, I believe that there's got to be somebody signed to Fashion Over right now. We don't know it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm right. pretty sure somebody is signed to them, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got the money to fund it. Um, What's your take on that, Jay? Well, I mean, uh, you have to look at what are the functioning uh, companies and what they try to do. Um, is it like a, a distribution thing? Are they really, uh, are the companies into putting out the whole, the, the, the product as far as, uh, as a whole, as far as developing artists? Uh, I remember, I remember early last year, uh, when I put out a mixtape, and I was, I was so confused. I was like, like, who wrote these records? Where did they get these beats from? Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I, I do see, I can, I can see that in, in, in the future, I, more so on a distribution level, you know, I'm, I'm funded behind, you know, as far as like more, not necessarily endorsement, you know, because it's like, yeah, you gotta have a cool, cool bottle in every video. Right. <laughs> now, but like, now, I'm gonna give you an example, but I'll give you an example of that. That seems like it would be like on the force side of it. But what if it's something that's like built into the brand, like Post Malone, for instance, we were talking about him earlier. Post Malone has always been a person who is in his entire career has advocately said he drinks Bud Light and he does um, the Budweiser dive tour every time he's getting ready to come out with a project, right? And they sponsor this tour that he's doing where he goes to all these different dive bars and performs. Now that's on just like one level of things, but just imagine if a company is big and as rich as Budweiser orchestrated a deal where they signed Post Malone. We'll fund everything, you know what I'm saying? Right. And we have the reach where we, we've we been in the Super Bowl commercial. And like, we have a Super Bowl commercial guaranteed coming every see, year. See, we, we can, have we to can, think... You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it in terms like that. We like, have to think... We're in 2019 now. So now it's not like record companies used to be responsible for, like, 
coming up with CDs and printing out CDs. Everything is streaming now. So everything for them is a lot easier. Now all you have to do is make deals with these streaming companies or come out with your own streaming service, and now you can put out to the masses. You get what I'm saying? So something like that is either good or bad because now I think you lose the artist development part, which some artists need. But now I think we're, you feel me, in a place to where we're more acceptable to artists' creativity. So we pretty much let them do as they please. You get what I'm saying? So now all artists need nowadays is the funding and the, you feel me, the money behind them to make it work. So I don't know. It'll be good to see somebody else, I guess, in power other than who's in power. You get what I'm saying? All right. See how that works. What about virtual reality? Oh, man. How do you think this fits in? Because they're suggesting that um, a person could experience a festival like Coachella the same way almost that a regular person does, but through virtual reality from their living room. Is that good or bad? React. Anything that, that promotes you not getting out and, and uh, experiencing life outside of the comfort of your four walls is a path to the future. To be able to sit in your home and virtually be somewhere else is, in theory, is a is safe, you know? Um, yeah. You know, we're in the future, it's 2020, I get it, but I just feel like it's a double entendre, almost, and I cannot see more lines to say, to see and as far as the progression of people, um, to make you, to, to have you stationary. Right. And it's, uh, so yeah. I um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just see, Any, uh, see I'm uh, anything that takes me out of reality, I don't want it. <laughs> but see that's the thing. The thing that sucks about it so much is that we know that we know underlying like how this could really become a bad thing over right. time, like you right. know what I'm saying? But but we also know that if they're talking about if they could do it, that means that they, they really trying to do that. this. They right. trying to do this, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, and they, they gonna do it because it. it's gonna sell. People gonna right. buy that. Like 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 people gonna be like, yo, I could be courtside at the NBA game from my living room right. with the VR joint. Right. And then it's just like they gonna be buying them tickets like rather than going to the game. See like, what this do? This, this creates. Weird. It's gonna be weird. See, yeah. it creates more. Most entertaining things at first. for every little thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you gotta, I can sit. This is another thing that's like, because at this moment, I can sit in the comfort of my home and go grocery shopping and never leave my living Right. All the right. way up until the point where I could have them put the groceries away in my home if I felt that comfortable. Right. It's just, uh, every, everything is, you know, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely I'm victim to that. The <laughs> convenience of not having to do anything. Right. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I fall victim to the emotion that I'll be living. It goes against, uh, it goes against this, this emotion of co-creating because you can't, you can't grow as a community if you're all in the house. Right. With the goggles on. Right. Know, Pretty soon you're going to be able to eat dinner with your family with the goggles on. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like everybody's there. Like, 
I can't remember the last time I went physically shopping for clothes. Like I found certain companies where I know what my size is from those companies that make the different things that I order and I can just go online and just order shit and know that it's going to fit. I can't remember the last time I went to the actual man, store. See, I'm an old it. school guy, man. I still go to the malls and window shop before I shop, man. I got to go see. <laughs> I got to go see price everything. <laughs> All right, so look, Jay, I'm going to play this clip of this song for you. Now, this shit basically was artificial intelligence made this song and then uh, it suggested these words and then a songwriter just kind of put it together and it's a Beatles inspired song called daddy's car. Now, when I first listened to it, I thought like this artificial intelligence was singing the song. So that tripped me out, but I found out that it's a person that's singing it, but the song was created by AI. And then I don't know. It is strange, but So um, a machine made that song. It analyzed a bunch of Beatles-sounding songs and Beatles-adjacent-sounding songs, and it put together some melodies and some suggested words that a person should use to make a song if they wanted to make a Beatles-sounding song. How does so. that make you feel as a producer? You know what I'm saying? So, so if I tell this machine, hey, give me some J degree. <laughs> that, that nigga gonna come out with some J degrees, right? Like, how do you get around that problem, son? Um wow. <laughs> You get around that problem with your daily interaction. Um just just the world is just it's constantly changing and constantly moving forward. I think one thing that as a society, because this is this is bigger than just you know the industry, this is our society. Um, as a society, uh, the hand in hand, the the the, the person to person interaction is, is the value of that is becoming more and more. It's decreasing rapidly, and we have to value uh, we have to value people. We have to value each other. Um, the more that we are divided. Um, as a nation and as a world, uh, it becomes easier for people to go into their little sectors and just put the goggles on and be in their own world. Um, this is all one thing. It's one motor, you know. And uh, um, I do think it's reversible. I don't think it's, it's an irreversible thing. I just think that, um, I just think that you know, we, as a people, as creators, um, influencers, we should push the... the push the message or, or push the, um, the narrative of, of coming together and using each other 
you know, this is just one form. This is like a last stage. Because right. so this, this process has started years ago when, when we moved, when we, when we started breaking down all the factories and putting the robots and, and general motors and the assembly right. lines and, you know, um, these things, this, this, this transition to AI has been uh, happening for far in for a number of years. Um, so um, I think it's important that the people in, that have voices, um, people that are fighting to have a voice, uh, really stress the fact that we all need each other, you know, and um, I think, you know, that's, that's, that's where we are as a, as a, as a nation, as a, as a society, as a world. Um, we've had so many movies come out over the past 20 years that suggest these type of things, whether it's I go by. Yes, definitely. Even Robert artificial intelligence. But so many movies suggest that the robots are coming. The robots are coming. And, and, you know, we look at our phones, we have little computers. Transition has been happening. You know, I think, I think that um, we just have to get back to value when it does it. You know, take the village to raise a child. You know, and these days, people don't even, we can't even, the, the neighborhood isn't the same. There's no sense of community. So every house for itself. So, right. um, we just have to, we have to get back to the basis of meeting and, and, and loving each other, you know, and, and understanding that we need people. We need each other. Right. I think that's what right. it's like. That's how, right. that's how yeah. you get ahead yeah. of that. Who is your PR? <laughs> I like how you said yeah. that. And then the last thing that they were talking Yo about. Yo said, we was, have uh, feelings. <laughs> was about new, <laughs> new genres emerging and, um, and fans being able to soundtrack their own shows. Like basically like, let's say you were watching like a movie on Netflix and you could pick your own music that you wanted to have in the background and shit. You know what I mean? I mean, some of these are a little bit far fetched right there, but it was funny cause I was reading it and I was thinking like, I remember I used to always think of songs that would be my theme music. Like if I like, I'd be walking down the street or whatever and I think of a song like, yo, this would be my theme music for the right, day. Right, you know, right. like if I was walking down the street, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you remember that song, I have a fan about any idea will forever be my theme music. Oh, all right. <laughs> My theme music varies. It depends on what type of mood I'm in that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would have been the theme song for that day. If you ever go back and just listen to Stags, the way the whole track starts off, you can just, I don't know, man. That's just for me. I, I always think, because I think about like, if I was to score a movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. but what, 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 what song would I have put underneath this thing? Right. <laughs> And every time I look at a scene, I'm like, yep, that's what it's right there, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, right now, shameless plug, right now, my, my, my theme music is uh, two songs. It's uh, I Feel Good by Omar Gaddafi, produced by you, and uh, Kiss, produced, uh, produced by you, by 600 Breezy. I swear to God, I'd be walking around to them two songs all day, like, what you need, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be at work looking at girls like, fuck your eggs, nigga, don't worry, he ain't crazy, hey. You feel me? I wake up like, I feel good. 
Like then, I don't know. You feel me? Like yo, that's my theme music right now, man. Shit, I'm and, and it's crazy because right now I listen to more artists and stuff that I know or that I'm. You feel me? Somehow, you know, six degrees of separation. You feel me? Yeah, like, yeah. Some way you connected right, right. to. You feel me? Like and that's it's crazy. You feel me? I listen to Blaze and O and and the people that you produce for more than I listen to the. People, you feel me? I had a girl in the car the other day, and I'm playing. She's like, who is these people that you're playing? I'm like, everybody I play, I know. <laughs> you, feel <me? laughs> you feel me? Like, for real. So it's like, yeah, man, I just I just like the vibes I'm around, man. Keep doing your thing, bro, for real. For real. All right, so I'm stuck. I got stuck. more things to come to this month. So, oh, um, say less. I need it. I need it. Um, through university, uh, yes, I'm waiting for that joint. I'm waiting, hey, they, and, and I was just recently in, in the uh, that area, man. It is blowing up out there, like they're going crazy yes, in Philly, man. Yes, sir. Uh, we got um, Misery is on the Apple Music playlist, title playlist, uh, yeah. Playlist. yeah, yeah, they're um, going crazy. Yeah, I like to see things like that because that's the third one for what's coming back. And the left is going to do it on. Mm-hmm. But the next single is always the hottest single. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited, man. This month is going to be a good month. Yeah, sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. November is always a good time to listen. Listen, I'm waiting for the phone call. Like, listen, I got your plane waiting for you, man. <laughs> you feel me? That's the phone call. No way. So. I know I'm getting ready to get hungry. I know I'm, I, I'm probably going to get some catfish nuggets or something like that. Catfish. Soon. Speaking of catfish yeah. nuggets, y'all got to watch this Dion Cole uh, comedy special on Netflix, yo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yo, that shit is funny, yo. I might watch that shit later on. <laughs> I might watch that shit later on. It it's a couple things on the flicks I got to. You, you said catfish what? nuggets. and it really, He right. said something about okay. it. Right. Yeah. You don't watch it. All right. So, thanks. So, Sean. Arsenio though. Yeah, Arsenio had a joint out. I watched a. Um, Why would you pull a Arsenio out at a time like this? <laughs> Arsenio, good. Yeah, he good. That was good. Netflix, Netflix is giving up the bag. I'm trying to tell you, Netflix is giving up yeah. the bag. They get, yeah. they getting everything. They gave that Rudy Ray Moore. They yeah. gave the Dolomite. Uh-huh, yeah, I watched they that. You I watched that. Yeah. I seen that the other day. When I saw uh, when I saw Eddie Murphy do a Netflix original, I was like, Oh, Netflix is here. Right. Yeah, you you seen the picture with Will Smith and them at Tyler Perry Tyler Perry jump? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, big moves, man. Big moves. I wouldn't be surprised he get a record company soon, but he gonna do all gospel music. But (laughs) but yeah, man. What's uh? What else we got left, bro? Uh, nothing. I was just gonna um, you know, um, wrapping it up. Yeah, wrap it up. I'm gonna do my final remarks and um. I'm going to burn this um, Haley Smalls joint, you know what I'm saying, to close it out, and then I'm going to go get some catfish nuggets from from the spot over there. I yeah, just I can't I just can't say the name of that spot or everybody will know where we're located at. Right. So, I, But, yeah, that's that spot that they will go to. It's right yeah, it's right sure. across the way. All right, Jay, we're going to holler at you, yo. All right, man. All right, bro, hit my phone. All right. All right. All right.
low text me. I'm about to call low back as soon as I'm done. Um, so yeah. So um, just on some final remarks, shit. I mean, I was gonna talk about the Kanye shit, but it really the place where I wanted to go with it. I'm not sure if today is when I want to talk about it because it seems we can bigger. open up with that one. Yeah. Next yeah. Time. It seems like a bigger, yeah. Much more Because mainly where I want to go with it, it, it's like two things that I've always said, as long as you know me, Joe, right. I've always said that I don't talk about religion or politics like that. Right. right. You know what right. I'm saying? Now, Kanye come out and say that, um, Blah, blah. We all know he's Republican. He comes out and says the Democrats have black people brainwashed, right? Right. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like there was a um, Killer Mike was at the Revo conference, right? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about something similar. But what he was saying was that Democrats know that they have the black vote, so we should be treated with the utmost of respect. Like, we should right, be able to go right, to them right. with our list of demands and tell them what we want, and they should do it because we're the reason why they're always put in office. And it's sometimes <coughs> when I hear Killer Mike say, Killer Mike says it the right way. Kanye says shit the wrong way. But it sounds to me exactly almost like what Kanye says sometimes when he says it the wrong way. So when he says... Democrats have brainwashed. Like, it sounds mad fucking crazy coming from him. See, now, what we need to do, speaking while we on that real quick, as a people, right? and where we at right now, we need to all come together. Fuck a Democrat, fuck a Republican. We need to enter into that independent, put somebody that yeah, we, we appoint in that independent, yeah, and whoever, then they the get most our qualified. vote. Whoever's the most yeah, qualified. that's yeah. what we need to do. But yeah. that's that's going forward. That's that's you feel me. Once we get the voting shit straight, we know everybody voting. Then that's the next move we need to move. Everybody put their money. You feel me into I that? I can issue a shut the fuck up though here too. Yeah, just just to yeah. keep with that same you energy me? we had um with throughout the show. <laughs> Trevor Noah can get your shut the fuck up off of that one because at the end of the day, listen, Trevor Noah. A lot of us, a lot of people are shocked and appalled at some of the things of Kanye West doing. But listen, just because Kanye West popularized the um the 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 talk shit about Kanye thing. Doesn't mean that your Trevor Noah ass, you know what I'm saying, right. can come and dictate um, on a culture that you're not even a part of. We had right. that conversation a couple weeks ago. If all these other people get to pick and choose who's in the culture and who's not in the culture based off of how close they are to the culture when it comes to like Eminem or Afro Latino rappers and shit like that, well, right. Trevor Noah, guess what? You are not nah, of the fucking culture, no. and I don't want to hear your fucking opinion. I don't think now, nobody. Nobody in a black household Joe watches a uh, Trevor Noah. <laughs> but that's because I think I could probably beat Trevor Noah if Trevor <laughs> Noah tried to run down on me. Joe Rogan, on the other hand, he says that Kanye West is trying to start a cult. And fuck it, we're talking about Kanye. Oh, yeah. It right, is what it is. On. Okay, so he thought that Trevor Noah um, was. Uh, he don't know. He said that Kanye West was trying to start a cult. Um, I. I'm not going to say if I agree or disagree with Joe Rogan, but I'm not sure if I, I'm, I know that I couldn't be Joe Rogan if he ran down on me. 
So, so those are where my opinions lie. Right. Trevor Noah, fuck him. You know what I'm saying? See, Joe Rogan. I, I believe Joe Rogan understands where this is possibly heading. You feel me? Because he's, Kanye's trying to take the route of, I tried the God way. You feel me? And now that the album's out, you feel me? He's a very emotional person. And when that side doesn't accept him, you feel me? Then, of course, Kanye do what Kanye do. He lashes out. You feel me? And I think it becomes, uh, well, now I don't believe in your way. If you believe in Kanye's way, you feel me? Like You know how you say Trey way. Kanye way, you feel me? Follow me. So check this out. I make music for us. I have services for us. Sunday service is not only a guy's, you feel me? I think that's where this could possibly go. And Joe Rogan sees that. You feel me? And, and it, it, to me, it makes sense. To me, uh, Kanye is already captivated people's minds. You feel me? And he has the following to where he already has a cult following. So right. why not make it a cult now? You feel me? He He's going to put two and two together. Well, look at this. All right, so... Sticking with that, what you're saying. How you get so much favor on your side? We all know that this song is called On God, uh-huh. right? And we all know that in true Kanye West fashion, pretty much all the songs from this album were sampled from somewhere in the production line. Uh-huh. Do you know what song that they sampled and interpolated to create this song. No. I'm going to tell you. Actually, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to play it for you. Okay. And then I want you to think about the controversy that was surrounding this song and how and the irony of sampling this song put into a song album. called On God. So he sampled his own song and turned it. That part right there. This is my song too. Okay. This Diamond Club days. But in some twisted, sick way, to Kanye, that's the the revelation of everything. You get what I'm saying? Listen, listen. When he says he's Walt Disney, what he's trying to tell you is that I can paint you the illusion of whatever I want you right. to believe, and you are going to take that. Right. Right. So we we, we can see the re- we're going to see the result. So I'm not saying that he's starting a cult. I'm just saying that if he uh, wanted to, he could. He already started. What you think these Sunday service concerts is about? Then he said black people are cultureless. All right, so look. 
Look, I, I make this prediction right now. Yeah. When these concerts start, he is going to have some type of outburst and some type of memoir that he says or whatever. You feel me? He's going to have rants. one He's of them moments. Of you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> saying, you feel me, how... He's making this type of music and how it's not accepted. Just like you said, you went to the genre and still said hip hop. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So to him, that's a problem for him because right. to him, right. this is a gospel album. Right. He told people to not have sex yeah. while they was making this and album. It's interesting. You get what I'm you, saying? You know what? All right. So all right. So I'm glad that you said that because that throws me into something that I really didn't want to talk about because there's certain. Listen. Here's the thing about it. It's like. I, I I can talk about things in a certain way and I don't have to agree with certain shit mm-hmm. or I can talk about things that in I really wouldn't talk about normally, but I have to to frame the conversation. Okay. Usually, like I said, I shy away from the ones where if I'm talking about a nigga who <laughs> I believe... <laughs> I don't want smoke weed, right? <laughs> so Nicki Minaj's husband seems to be one of those guys. You know right, what I'm saying? Okay. But I just find it interesting that Kanye West brings up that he did he he didn't want any premarital sex going on during the production of this album. Uh-huh. And that Nicki Minaj was talking about how she had did this verse over for this song that was supposed to be on that album like three or four different times. And that she didn't know if um, if it was gonna make it or there was this whole little thing or whatever. And then I know the consequence tweeted that night that they were working on mixing all these records and they were doing uh-huh. these final mixes. And when they mentioned these final mixes, they didn't mention that record. And then she not shows up on there. She, she's not on the album. But then she was recently married, apparently right around the time that the album was coming out. So I was just like, I, I mean, maybe that's just the fan in me looking too far into shit that I shouldn't be looking but you, at. But anyways. you know, but I, you feel me? I do the same thing with LeBron and the Lakers. So right. I know, I know how you, how you can interpret different. You feel me? But I can see what you're saying. You feel me? You're trying to solve the un, the unsolved mystery. Like, why are you getting married now? You feel me? But I, right. well, no, 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 no. It wasn't even that. It wasn't the even timing. me. It wasn't the timing of her getting married. That's, that's why I was like trying to figure out the right way to frame this uh-huh. because people will go cut this up and tweet it around on the internet. And right. I don't want that nigga. <laughs> if this show blows up, I don't want him running down on me and shit. Cause then I had a fucking <laughs> clip sounding all crazy and no, shit. Cause no, he, no, no. He's he's for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I ain't fucking with that. No smoke. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck but that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nah. But I'm Kanye. just saying that it was just funny that <clears throat> Kanye didn't put the record on there. So it's like, I wonder what the verse sounds like. I always wonder what a verse sounds like when you tell me that a certain individual whom I like is going to be on your album. Uh, then but when but your think album about it. We, we out, have, we, we've heard there. that type of verse from Nikki before. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, listen, I never heard listen. that push a T verse before. I've we, never heard. Well, no, I have. He gave me the regular push a T drug dealer verse with no cursing. With <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So you're going to get, you don't heard Nikki say, I thank God and, and do all of this. Just no cursing. I wonder. Like she's not going to, uh, 
Uh, you can save it. I want to let me hear somebody like one of these new cats on there, no cursing or something like that. That's what I want to hear. How can you get that? But we don't hurt Nikki. Give thanks to God and, and all of that. Yeah, hey, you think Ty Dallas didn't have no premarital sex? I don't know. All right. Um, Maybe they saved his song for last. You feel me? Right before the album came out. So he had, you feel me? He only had to do a week. <laughs> All right, so check this out, y'all. I am redoing the website landing page, and I'm going to put a bunch of different icons on there because now that the show's been out for a couple weeks now, I've been able to get um, it to a lot of the different streaming platforms or the different streaming apps or different places where you listen to podcasts. So pretty soon we should be just about everywhere where you can listen to a podcast to make it easy for you to listen. So if you want to play us in your favorite podcast player app or play us on our native podcast player that just works right in your smartphone browser, you can go to www. <laughs> That's way too many W's. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too many W's. So you can this go to www.itsnotjustmepod.com and you go straight there. Or if you can't remember that because you're high, then go to my Instagram, moron420, and click the link in the bio and it'll take you straight there. Um, you can tweet us shit, Joe. Like, niggas, if you start using the Twitter thing, or the Facebook thing, like that's for questions, comments, or music. If you tweet me your song, I will play that shit on the show, and I will talk to you. And if you, right. you whatever time zone, whatever time artists, zone you're right. in, I will call you on the Bluetooth, just like I be calling my man Jada Great. He all the way over in L.A. right now. I'll call you wherever. You know what I'm saying? And we can bring you in, and you know, talk to you, and you know, it is what it is. Um, outside of that. Like I said, hit us up at It's Not Just Me Pod. That is on Twitter. That is on Instagram. Or It's Not Just Me Pod, the website, so you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app. For this last burn notice, I got this record from a chick named Haley Smalls, who I've been following for a while. I initially did a blog post on her about five or six years ago. Um, she was working with a producer that, you know, I was really into, you know what I'm saying? I, I like this shit, and then, boom, once I stumbled upon her, I've been a fan ever since. So she put out a new album recently called Summer Nights. This record is called Keeper. Um, and make sure you stay tuned after the song so you can hear that clip of Burn Notice. Um, we are High Society, and we out of here. Yep. Ben. Notice, 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 notice. You feel like it's a seat. Have me feeling weak. For you, I'm a freak. You've been cleaning up the sheets. You've been burned. You're the master key. It's a scary teeth. Heard a fantasy. It's your love, I bleed. You're a keeper. Give me a fever. You made my love rain. I'm on your love train. Go to work, then I swear. Notice, 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 notice. Me good.